1: Greetings, listeners of the IDP Army and Offensive Points in general, better known as Possums. Greeting Possums. It is Joe here with Offensive Points. I am here with my buddies Josh and Billy, and we are going to bring you some wholesome, holistic fantasy football content to your ears to help you win your league. So guys, we have a fun show planned for you today. We got rebuild season or retool season or gear up season. We're going to do a whole segment on how to handle your dynasty team at this point in the season, what to do, how to make it better, how to plan for next year, and how to absolutely dominate your league. So guys, this is near and dear to our heart. We are dynasty fanatics here. So we dumped our hearts and souls into this podcast for you. We've got our game previews after this one. So go to IDP Army on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, whatever you wanna go to, give us a follow. All our content's on there. We got some great guys on the show. We got Mace, Iggy, Jordan. We've got all of them that are here. We are the IDP Army, and so are you. Remember, guys, we live it, so you can win it. Josh, Billy, what is cracking in your neck of the woods?
2: Are we on Twitch? Damn right. We can be. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, we're on Twitch. Yeah, check us out there, too. Check us out everywhere, man. We'll be around. Uh, Open up those ear holes, as Joe said. I was expecting a lot worse. I don't know why. I just kept thinking you were going to say something just completely raunchy. But we we are PG- 14, at the very least.
3: Yeah, that's true. One outcome um,
2: per show. At least that's try true. to keep the intro clean, because you never know who's... A
1: yeah,
2: little who's kid stumbles around. upon this. You, yeah. don't, you don't want it to start out too, raunchy.
3: Well, speaking of that, it's Missouri, fellas, and now we've got...
2: Smoke weed every day. Oh. You know what's the day. best part about that? I didn't <laughs> even realize until I talked to one of my government-related friends... Uh, that it will go live in February, or I believe January 1, weed is legal, and then February is when they can sell it recreationally. Feb
3: 6th. Yeah. I don't know why that date is... I don't have to do favors for
2: people anymore. It's great. Joe, I'm still going to need you to run there a couple more times before it's all over. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I would never illegally consume a product that I do not have access to. He's a
1: patient, guys,
2: Okay. I got back beans,
1: man. If you if you guys knew Josh personally, you'd understand that he's got some problems. He just got to smoke
2: a little bit of weed just to just
3: to
1: smooth it
2: out, level it out. You Dude, know? if they listen to the podcast, I think they know. I don't think they need to actually physically know me. <laughs> so but.
3: on the podcast, can we smoke weed now?
2: Like, uh, I think mean, we could always. I mean, where I know we're doing it, it, it's well, no, but legally speaking, we can do I it mean, now. I've definitely done it before. As I've never done that before, and <laughs> e- allegedly. Um, <laughs> But uh, I'm a patient. I'm a
1: card carrying patient. Well, the
3: good thing is now you can't really be like, you know, tried and like that the punishment stick to you because of this has all happened, you know. All well, it'll get well, So I'll get the
2: charge and then it'll just go away. Exactly. Yeah, it we'll happened it prior out. to the vote.
3: But anyway, yes, Missouri legalized weed. And that is what I'm talking about. Before we get to the actual serious stuff, um, this is kind of part of one of our questions, but I just wanted to talk about it now. The Indianapolis Colts fired their coach, Frank Reich and then hired random-ass Jeff Saturday to run the organization. My question is, Joe, can you please submit your fantasy football credentials to be maybe the new GM of the Colts? Maybe you could call some plays?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm actually really jealous of Jeff Saturday. He's in the Colts Ring of Honor. They all respect him. It's a great organization. He got one hell of a job promotion to just take a fall. That is – that is brilliant, and I'm very jealous for him. Um, this is, I mean, he's got high school coaching experience. Now he has NFL coaching experience, so this gets him into the realm of coaches. And if he just takes the fall this year, then who knows what's in the future for him? I'm, I'm very happy for Jeff Saturday.
2: I actually thoroughly do not believe that the Colts think they're done. Which I think they <laughs> should think that they're done. But I think that they fired Reich because they were like, "It's his fault. This is it." I don't know who made the quarterback decisions the last yes. four years, but that's who's at fault. I it's probably the GM, if I had to guess. Maybe the owner had a say in it. Maybe Reich was like, Matt Ryan could do. I don't know. But regardless, it wasn't Matt Ryan. Carson Wentz wasn't terrible, but wasn't great. I get the fact that he's got two ex-Eagles on his roster that it's like, ooh, we just got Foles sitting back there. At this point, put Foles in. What do you have to lose? Why are we still running at ugh, I was because gonna say they I want to. to lose, they want Stroud.
3: It's true. It's probably true.
1: All right,
2: let's just let's get. I, I,
3: we have this conversation coming, so we'll we'll save it. Okay. So instead of news and notes this week, that was kind of a little bit of news, but it's kind of going to build into one of our other questions here. I have this segment I want to do. It's called "Fly on the Wall," and basically, this is the owners of football teams going to their respective GMs. And just asking them very basic questions. And we're just going to kind of flesh out what we think those conversations would be like. So let's just start at the top. Basically, we've already been talking about it. So the India owner to the Indy GM asks, are we tanking?
2: Yep. let's Uh, go ahead and fire a a Super Bowl head coach uh, and just go ahead and get rid of him. Because that would be he might actually win some games and that'd be a problem. You know what else? Let's actually sit Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season uh we don't need him anymore uh, we don't want to win they need I, to they need to get leonard and taylor the
1: fuck off the field if they're just gonna tank just let them be don't even yeah. let them get injured
2: the chances no. of that would just be fucking awful
3: it's true and it feels very odd that we've made it here it's not like matt ryan can't run an offense where the court like the running back is the is the feature focal point like he can do that he made Devontae uh, freeman a rb1 you know many years ago now but he was an rb1 at one point in time matt ryan's capable of that what i don't know why frank rack was the fall guy here and to just to go off this and say that they're tanking i think they are but i don't really get why because of andrew luck is why they're
1: tanking josh i'm sorry i'll I'll give you the floor in a second here you're good but andrew luck was an absolute stud this franchise did not have to worry about a quarterback he retired which great for him I'm glad he has his health and everything but ever since then they've been trying to plug the whole of quarterback this roster is built to win you got Quentin Nelson who's an absolute stud you've got Michael Pittman who's one hell of a player you got Taylor who's a franchise piece you got Leonard you got you know everyone on this team Kenny Moore is phenomenal that all they need is a quarterback so what they're thinking is hey let's let's take it this year. Let's grab a quarterback. Let's try to get that number one pick and run it back next year. And let's re- hit restart real quick on this. Cause that makes too much sense.
2: I mean the whole Jonathan Taylor, you're absolutely right. A- Andrew luck is what messed up this whole franchise. And it will probably never be the same at this point. Cause they're wasting a lot of good years for good players, but um, surprisingly their offensive line isn't even the problem. Like that's actually good. It's literally been quarterback play. That's it. That's all them. I mean, their defense is no, you know, great saving grace by any means, but, um, uh, yeah, no, it's literally the quarterback and we got to They got to do something about it. And I don't see how Ellinger's the answer. It's definitely not. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor has to be better and he has to, it, offense needs to run through him. But the fact is they need a passing game to let that happen because otherwise everyone's just going to stack the box.
3: Well, the game they played against the Patriots on Sunday, Matt Ryan could have won that game.
2: Yeah. Dude, they're they're a game and a half out from the division. Like They can win the division still. That's why I don't understand. So that's why we're asking, are they tanking? All right, let's move on to number two.
3: Uh, The Tennessee owner to the Tennessee GM. Why the hell did we trade A.J. Brown?
2: For Jalen Burks. That was literally the sound that little five seconds before Joe said "Trailon Burks. That's the sound in that room right there. The fly is just <laughs> sitting there waiting for someone to answer. And they're like, trail, trail on Burks. Uh, he's just the same. Good news is Trailon Burks is apparently supposed to be coming back. I don't know if he'll make it back this week, but he is practicing. So hopefully we get to see him more. I mean, he actually didn't look bad in his limited session. He's not looking like AJ Brown. I'll tell you that much, but. So also, here's the
3: problem. A.J. Brown has more receiving yards than every wide receiver on the Tennessee Titans roster combined currently. And not only that, the Titans are number one in the AFC South. They're up a game and a half. They could easily win this division. I mean, they're probably going to easily win this division and go on to the playoffs where guess what? They need an effing A.J. Brown out there and they got rid of
2: him. I don't this yeah yeah this Derrick Henry train can only last so long number one hopefully durability wise we want to see Derrick Henry out there but if he were to get injured that would just be catch that's their entire team and then not to mention like in the playoffs you can't just run Derrick Henry for five straight games into the ground to try to win a ship like there's no longevity here they've been doing that for years so I
1: think they're just going to continue to try to do that I mean AJ Brown fought injuries last year, and you know, I get it. His contract was coming up, and he was going to want to get paid. They drafted a rookie quarterback, they were planning on drafting a rookie quarterback, I assume, which is why they took Malik Willis. I mean, I can see why they would do it, but it makes zero sense in the long scheme.
3: It's just, I guess they just thought Traylon Burks was going to be AJ Brown. And the thing is, is like, I see the process of that, but it looked, I mean, not that maybe if Traylon Burks had worked out this entire season, maybe he would have been some semblance of that at least, but I don't AJ Brown looks like an all pro wide receiver
2: right now. It's just hard to say that that was a good idea to do, but I don't know. The signing would have made sense, but they also did sign Robert Woods, which I'll eat my words on this fantasy receipts. Eat this. Um, Yeah. I said, Robert Woods is going to be good. He's not. And if he would have got, they would have got any shade of Robert Woods that he's had. He's been in the past, like, I don't know, eight years they would have been fine, but they don't even have that. Like he, he just looks like a non-factor out there. And then Traylon Burks honestly looks, he's the best receiver on the team, but he's not AJ Brown. Right. So it's a bit of a problem. Very
3: confusing. Okay. Let's move on to number three, Washington owner to Washington GM won't be the Washington owner for long, by the way, but Washington owner to Washington GM.
2: Uh, So we're going to bench Carson Wentz, right? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm i actually selling the team, so I, I don't know. Uh, you go ahead and answer that. Oh, <laughs> sorry. New owner or what were we doing here?
1: So as a GM, I would say, mind your own fucking business. You're about to lose your
2: team, asshole. <laughs> That's um, what I would say. As long as this isn't like the Hillary email scandal, um, and assuming we actually people actually get to see some of these emails, I would say it's the same thing as Joe. No.
1: So, so what's the... Did you guys hear this news where the uh, DA in... Washington, D.C. is like, there's going to be some big news dropping about this mm-hmm. team on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then they come back with the whole thing about how about you go catch the criminals who shot Brian Robinson because they of did our running. That is horrible. Whoever okayed that can go straight to hell. You I, think we, know, I think we know I think we know
3: who home. who okayed that. And Dude, that he's... is the
1: lowest of hanging fruit there. And whoever oh my god, I just can't even Wait, poor the, Brian the, Robinson, man. The
2: team said this? Like the yeah, team social media. Was, yeah. yeah. Their spokesman uh, that said
3: that. And he said you don't basically he was saying that you dolls don't have anything better to do. Then come after the football team, you know, you can go catch the criminals that shot Brian Robinson. It's your like, football team is like, guys, let's come on. <laughs> it's not even I mean, just poor Brian seen. Robinson, man. Like, yeah, isn't the kid going important.
1: through enough? And then you're going to use him as like your poster child for everyone to feel sorry for you. It's like, Oh my God. The very Washington
2: silly. football team has what was the question like, right now?
3: Um, We're going to, we're going to bench Carson Wentz. Uh, right. And I think, <laughs> yes. They have to yeah. bench
2: Wentz for the rest of the season.
3: Heineke just looks too comfortable. That That's what the problem is. is Heineke looks very comfortable in this offense. Wentz did not when he was in there. So,
2: yeah, no, they're definitely keeping him in there. He's made every fantasy option better. Obviously, this isn't what the GM would be talking about, but um, he's made everyone in there look better as as a team. Honestly, the only thing that's actually suffered since he's been there is the run game, but if they're putting up the points that they're putting up, it don't really matter. You can't take him out. I mean, until he loses or does something silly enough, like a Carson Wentz game for four interceptions or something, I don't think it's even a conversation. He's not coming back for another two plus weeks. So Heineke just has more time to further cement his job and, you know, NFL job in the future.
1: Knowing how dysfunctional this franchise is, Josh, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they were talking about fantasy football in their meetings. <laughs>
3: It would not shock me either. Pretty
2: sure they're just emailing John Gruden pictures. Yeah, Snyder's like, I took McLaurin in the first round of the million
1: dollar <laughs> buy in league. You better get him the damn ball.
3: Uh, ain't that the truth? Okay, let's get on to number four. This is Arizona owner to the Arizona GM, which is kind of hilarious, by the way. But we extended both Cliff and Kyler at the same time.
2: Yeah. We, yeah, it's really smart. Cliff's been doing some good things out there. Uh Kyler, uh he uh he looks he looks big. He looks big out there as well. So uh it's my best conversation right there.
3: Well, I know what Joe's stance is, he hates Kyler Murray, but I'm just gonna I'll talk I'm to sure before. he's a great
1: person. He's just
3: not a good quarterback. Okay.
1: I don't know. Before, to hate before mouse.
3: we get into Joe's mighty mouse stance, the problem here is that you can't have Cliff and Kyler. One of them has to go. I don't think that they – here's the two roads they could go down. You either fire Cliff Kingsbury, get a coach in there that can run a semblance of an offense. Schedule plays out that where it can actually move the ball down the field. As you can all tell, Cardinals are better in the second half than they are in the first play – first half. You schedule plays in the first half. You don't schedule them in the second half. That's where Kyler can thrive. That's a problem. The second part of that, the other path they want to go down is getting rid of Kyler. Boy, you're going to have to trade him for four first, probably. I mean, Russell Wilson fetched three, and you're going to have to try to convince somebody to give up four, potentially, to take him. The Cardinals need a lot to rebuild that team. I don't really know how they do that with both of those guys on the roster because Cliff cannot coach.
2: He just can't. Can we just like talk about how Cliff rode on the coattails of Patrick Mahomes and is somehow still benefiting from it. Like it doesn't make any sense. Sure. I'm, give I'm him a chance the NFL for a couple years. Let's see what happens. Hasn't looked good. And I mean, he's not the one putting Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins together. Kyler Murray's like, where the hell's Hopkins at? I need to find him. I can't see over the damn line. I need to, uh, oh, there he is. And he throws the ball. Yeah. That's inside Kyler, by the way, that's <laughs> never Yeah. <mind>. Um, <laughs> I appreciate right. the hopefully the kids aren't needs defensive much. help in the worst
1: way on that, and they have nothing to help them do that. Yes. So
3: well, yeah, mean, I, by the time back, they're competitive, they
1: everything yeah, by the time that they are actually competitive by building through the drafts, <laughs> Kyler's is gonna be done with his contract. So I don't I don't understand it.
3: Exactly the problem. I think they might I think we're just gonna hear like a bombshell report of like Shopping Kyler, I think that we're going to see that we we already had the crack in the foundation when they put in that little language about the studying thing. That I think after this season, because here's the thing, guys: if Kyler wasn't on this team, they wouldn't have won a football game yet. They just wouldn't have. I mean, there's three games you can point to on their schedule that they won because he pulled some crazy shit out of his ass. I'm not well, that sounded weird to say, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? A lot
2: of weird sexual things. Do you going think on Rogers complained <laughs> his way
1: into shipping himself to Arizona for Kyler?
3: There's a chance. Actually, okay, Joe, thank you. We're getting, Let's get on to number six Segway! real quick. No, no, no,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Time okay, out, time out, time out. I have a thing I want to talk about. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is now released, mm-hmm. um, and I believe it released on the 28th, which would have been when they played the team that they lost to the Vikings, 34 yes. to 26. And then last week, they lost to the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know, but Call of Duty stays out forever once it's released. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. The Arizona—I Car- just wanted to clear it up, <laughs> gamers. The Arizona Cardinals have not won a game since Call of Duty has been released, and I Warzone's about to be released in a couple weeks. That just War makes Zone it even too. more complicated. Oh, no. uh, when when are they going to win a game? Kyler Murray's just out there getting dubs, dude. Just gaming, He's not- man. He's not fucking. He's not practicing. He's not reading the playbook. Yeah, they
3: have major issues on that
2: team. But Just want right. to clarify for the people out there that don't know what call of duty is. So That's fair it, enough. Man. Let's move on to the, the next hot, one. The hottest takeover. Because, take ever.
3: because Joe already kind of brought it up, so I want to just get there. So this is the Green Bay owner to the Green Bay GM. Are we going to take a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft this year?
2: 100%. Let's do it. Let's see what Aaron Rodgers will feel after we do that. Let's not draft a wide receiver. No, no, no. Not to help him win a game. Let's just give them some competition just to know we're thinking about them. They have
3: to be thinking it, right? I mean, they they probably they won't do it because they put too much money into the Rodgers is going to retire here thing. But, like, they got to be thinking it
2: a little bit. I don't even think that this is Rodgers' fault the way this season's gone. It's not oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's not him being bad. It's not anything like that. It's that people can't catch balls out there. Lazard's the only one who even looks like a semi decent wide receiver. And I once again, fantasy receipts, it's a, it's a field day for me today. I also said Lazard was gonna be trash, but you wanna know, know why? Because I thought other people were gonna be good, which I was wrong about as well.
3: Just, yeah, we were wrong about AJ Dillon.
2: Ryan Gunicus,
3: if asked that question. I got wrong about Aaron Jones. Jones has in his boots. He hasn't been as receivery as we thought. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Sorry, Joe. No, you're good. Brian Gunekis is shaking his boots right now because he's like, every time I try to do something for this team, Aaron Rodgers bitches and moans and whines and cries, and then gets everybody riled up because he's Aaron Rodgers and they support him and blah, 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 blah. And it has made it completely impossible to manage that team with that prima donna jackass as your quarterback. He alone, you just saw the report that came out today about the wide receivers are getting really pissed off because everything is being blamed on them. Mm-hmm. No shit, you have rookies in there, man. Maybe if you would have, I know he restructured his con- contract to bring to allow them to sign somebody or keep Devonte, but he didn't communicate that with Devonte Adams, which is why Devonte Adams signed with the Raiders. So he is at fault here, and then he blames everybody else besides himself. Fuck Aaron Rodgers, he needs to go. <laughs> So that is what I would say as the owner or the GM of the Packers is like: we got to get rid of this fucker before we just burn this whole thing down.
2: <laughs> How did they even offer him a contract in the first place after the bitch fit that he threw? And like, he
1: was MVP two years in we'll a never, row.
2: We'll never, we'll never know the answer to that question That's because some bullshit.
1: He didn't deserve MVP two years. They ever.
3: will never will admit why they did that, and I'm, I don't think we'll ever know either. So, okay, let's get on to the last question so we can get on to our dynasty stuff. The Last question. Tampa Bay owner to actual Tampa Bay GM Tom Brady.
2: Are you going to play out this season? (laughs) You know, I actually uh, I'm thinking about it. Um, It's tough. There's a chance they go to
1: trust the process here and the process
3: is working. We're really close. TB12 man TB12. I've been drink this coach. There's a chance they go to Germany and lose and he doesn't play another football game this year. There's a chance. It's not likely because he's not a quitter like that. But if they lost this week, and if Did they definitely, yeah, in Germany, I, I just, <laughs> I just don't see. I mean, I guess they're still leading in the division. So, I mean, I guess that's the, the feather in the cap. But like, I just don't know why he would want to play out this whole season. I mean, he's having a good year yardage wise at least, but they can't score him like. Really
1: was your quarterback it's i mean it,
3: it doesn't help when they can't get touchdowns like that's a big big problem well mike nice. evans
1: developed the yips randomly out of nowhere sure and do. chris godwin's getting 62 targets a game and catching three of them for five yards so <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't
2: think brady's that upset with himself about this whole thing josh continue man I, I feel like I, mean, I feel like we mentioned this uh in a chat that we were in but i'm um, heidi klum's german and uh Supermodels over there. I mean, I, I mean, there might be a younger. It probably a younger one out there, but I mean, Heidi Klum's still got to be looking pretty decent. That could be a, a, a possibility for Tom. <laughs> Supermodels think, apparently his thing. Do you think Pete Davidson's already on his way to
1: kind of set up shop over? Tom there? and
2: Pete going to tear up the clubs, man. <laughs> uh, I feel like Pete Davidson's probably sliding in on Giselle at this point. It seems more up his style, but you know. You can bet right now that her next boyfriend will be Pete Davidson. He's he of the highest odds. Are you
3: recently single? Oh, hey, okay. I thought he was banging Martha Stewart. He uh, should be. Who knows what, what he's on to now?
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 129 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, let's
3: get into the
0: main topic
3: of this episode. That was the last fly on the wall, I think. There is some definite conversations going on in those front offices. I just, I I think that those are probably some questions that have been asked. Okay. So let's move on to the main part of this episode and we are going to help people rebuild their dynasty team. So we're going to break this into three segments because everybody's in a different situation. We have the just going to tank out the season rebuilding from scratch. Please help me rebuild my team. We have the, I'm right in the middle. I'm kind of making a playoff push. I might not make it, but I need a player to kind of get me over the hump. And then we have the championship runs, the guys that are undefeated or very close, and they just need maybe one or two more pieces to just kind of solidify their team. So, guys, let's start in the rebuild section of this um, exercise. Josh, give us your
2: rebuild trade for candidate. Well, I feel like first things first, you need to trade for draft picks. I just want to go ahead and say that you're wanting draft picks higher, the better, but first, second, third, anything before, after that, pretty much worthless to you. So package all of those into first seconds and thirds somehow, some way. If you can sneak in a third on a, on a trade, do it, but trade away your players that you don't think have longevity. And you know that, you know who you like, you know who you don't. That's what fantasy football is about. You're not supposed to sit here and be like, Oh, well, technically, you know, Najee Harris, he could be good next year. I'm not saying trade away Najee Harris. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if you wanted to do what you got to do. Now, someone I think you should trade for is Calvin Ridley. So he's going to be a bit pricier with that recent trade to Jacksonville. But it's clear that Ridley is going to be the huge focus in this offense that is lacking a wide receiver one. Um, I think you can get him for under a first round pick. I don't think you need to throw one of those at it. You want to hold on to that anyway. And the whole point of tanking is to have a better draft pick. So. Maybe a second, maybe some other pieces that you don't that you don't like. Maybe you can get Ridley in there. I just feel like he needs to be a part of your rebuild strategy, especially he's suspended for the year. You trade him to one of those teams that's contending right now or wants to contend, um, and I think that that's a really good move for both teams because you're Calvin Ridley's burning on their bench, and you're sitting there like I need next year. So find yourself a Calvin Ridley.
1: I like good that. Call. Good call. So I mean, basically, before I get into mine, like. I know when I like to rebuild teams, what do you guys think? When is it time to rebuild your team? When you're four or five pieces away, when your team's past a certain age on average or
2: what? Um, I think both of those factors come into it, but I think the biggest thing is record and just seeing the depth fall apart because there's a lot of teams that I have this year that just the depth just fell apart as injuries happened, as bye weeks hit. I saw my team just kind of, dwindle a bit and you're just kind of like you're one in seven. I mean, what are well, you going to do
3: for me? It's how bad am I losing? Like if I'm like ninth place, if I'm losing by five points, six, ten points, there's still a chance that my team can turn it around. If I'm getting blown the hell out weekly and it's just like my pieces are just not playing, it's time to rebuild. It's just not, it's clearly not going to make a difference. What I do this season It's clearly time to change things up. The players that I may have fallen in love with for the season aren't really panning out That's time when it's time for me.
1: I like that, too. And, I mean, you have to be careful because, like, with injuries and stuff, you can have a really good team that gets injured that's still going to be competitive for many years. So you have to kind of manage that. So just because your record is down in certain ways, you can kind of chalk that up to bad luck, roll the same team into next year, too. So just because you have a bad record doesn't mean you have to tear everything down and rebuild it. But when you have a team that just absolutely needs to be rebuilt, I mean, I took over an orphan team earlier and I, I had uh, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Deandre Swift and nothing else. I had Kyle Pitts too. So I tore everything down. I traded up. I think I have like seven or eight first round picks in the next three years um, on that one and added some really good pieces too. So I like to keep track of the average age of my team. So you can even make an Excel spreadsheet. I've done this before. Go through, put your skill position players in there and just see what the average age of your team is. If you're, if you're pushing 27, 28 years old, probably time for a rebuild on that one. So keep them young, keep it like 24, 25, 26, even kind of right in that range. Um, that's kind of the sweet spot, but a guy that I'm tra- trading for pretty much everywhere as of right now is Michael Pittman. Um, everything that's going on in Indy plus what he's done recently, his value is very low. If you can acquire, I traded Christian Kirk in the, and I got Pittman in a second rounder back in return for him. Um, how <laughs> the guy, the guy thought that Pittman was going down and Kirk had a good game last week. I mean, that's how dumb people are in fantasy or in it's dynasty especially.
2: bias, especially Recency
1: bias is huge. So capitalize on that because you have Michael Pittman on your team. He's 25 years old. Say they do tank and get the first round pick, get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young in there. Michael Pittman's talented as hell, so you put that in there. You got a great start to your rebuild, and you do have a wide receiver one for the future.
3: I agree with that. Um, another player that's kind of in that vein, even though Josh doesn't want to talk about him, is Kyle Pitts. If when if he ever he gets an actual quarterback in there, um, they might have you know, a similar ascension as Michael Pittman. Um Absolutely. For me, before I get into my players, I just want to say, like, I I was talking to you all about this ex- almost exact situation. I was two and five, and I was, like, one week away from just saying, I need to just tank this team out. And this team is loaded, as you all might probably know. And I just was like, I need to tank this thing out. But then I kind of, like, actually looked at the full picture of my team. I had scored the third most points in the entire league. It's 12-man league, scored the third most points. And I was just sitting at two and five. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I should just chill. Like, this is not as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be. It's not a full-out tank process. Like, I'm still in these games. I could have beaten many of the other teams that were going on in that week, you know, for the five games that I was losing. So, you know, you just kind of got to know when you're rebuilding and when you're not. This team is not a rebuild team. It's just happened to be that the record and the fantasy football gods were against it but you know, maybe it's turning things around, but all in all, my two people to play for, or to trade for, if you're on a rebuilding team, uh, first one is Khalil Herbert for the Chicago bears. Um, David Montgomery is not going to be resigned there next season. I think it's an off chance that he's probably the RB one there and they may not draft another player. Cause they just got Tristan Ebner in there and they might just see what they got with them being the, for, the top two guys. It, bears. I think Joe, we can all consider running back probably not one of the biggest issues on the Bears team, you no. know, with the you O-line and the wide receivers. Too. He doesn't and, play the snap. Right. And so I think that you know, going after Khalil Herbert, you have a chance at an actual RB one. And the person that has Khalil Herbert on their team right now is still getting it split with David Montgomery. So if you can trade for him, trade something that they might actually be used, you know, able to use in a more prominent role. I think you're going to be able to pull that trade off. My other one is Tony Pollard. He has just been better than Zeke this entire season. Um, the person with Tony Pollard may be a little bit apprehensive, but with Zeke coming back, those points maybe not, uh, you know, always going to be the biggest. You know, and I'm assuming this person's probably making either a championship run or a playoff push that has Tony Pollard. They might be willing to give him up if you can give them a piece that they consider. Something they can use. I'm not saying like Kenneth Walker, or Damian Pierce, nothing crazy like that. But it, you know, if you trade them a Cordell Patterson, for example, or something, somebody that you know that you could trade them that they can make a run with, and there's old versus somebody who's younger, Tony Pollard, who is I think 25 or 26. That I think you could still is going to be usable because I don't think Zeke is long for this Cowboys roster.
2: I don't mean to ran on your parade, but nobody's going to accept Cordell Patterson for Tony Pollard, especially after well, last. Well, you'd have to add some stuff. Time. Uh, for sure. No, I completely agree on the clue, Herbert, because I don't think people know that Montgomery's contracts up. I think people think that this is a split backfield for the long term. Obviously, some people can do the research. It's all on the Internet right there. Just at the fingertips of anyone. But someone who has Herbert has seen him just kind of dwindle. And, and yeah, he's done well. Whenever Montgomery, they think of him as a backup, though, right now. And yeah, he's kind of trending to split carries. But like at the same time, he's a he's a running back one next year. I mean, at least in the conversation. So uh, Montgomery's not going back to Chicago. So no, I just, I got two things here. So guys
1: look at the uh, 2023 free agent running backs or tight ends or wide receivers. Try to find one that is not thought of very highly right now. Put in a low offer for it. Get him on your team. If he signs at the right place, it's a huge boost to your team. Highly recommend doing that. And Billy, you were talking about your uh, two and five team that you were about to blow up. That's a very real thing. I mean, we do this. We're in a lot of dynasty leagues. We're in a lot of fantasy leagues in general. And even we panic a little bit sometimes. So you get some of these guys that are just very emotional about their teams. Capitalize on the panic, especially if you're in a rebuild. You can, you can absolutely clean up and, uh,
2: yeah, do that. The panic is real. <laughs> the panic also, capitalize is on real. the panic of others as well and see what they're willing to offer and see what they want. If you could throw a second-round pick and end up with a good guy, like, yeah, man, you got, you got a little extra piece to your roster. So I capitalized on a panic and I got a Tyree kill out of it. So Boom.
3: I mean, it's a good point. Um, nice. Also, I mean, if you, especially if you're in super flex league, start looking at potential quarterbacks that might be moving. Um, Jordan love comes to mind from green Bay. I don't really see how much longer they can sit on a first round quarterback that's never played. Um, he might get a chance to play somewhere else. That might just be somebody you can, Go after, and I'm guaranteeing the person that has Jordan Love will give him away. He might even be on waivers in some leagues just because he's probably never thought to have been actually seeing the field.
2: Yeah, and I don't know, and super flex, he's probably rostered. But at the same time, someone who has him isn't seeing him as a starting quarterback right now, so you should be able to. Yeah, so completely agree. Yeah. Okay, let's move on
3: to the... This is your middle-of-the-pack teams. This is your teams that are... Make it a playoff push right now. These are teams where you're kind of like, you know, kind of how I was with two and five, but most of these teams are like four and five i I'm thinking, do I need to blow it up? Do I need to sell off parts to maybe, you know, get the future? Or should I make a playoff push and
2: make some, you know, some kind of run right now? So Josh, middle of the pack. So we kind of chatted about him just a bit ago, but honestly, it's Cordell Patterson because he just came back, and for some stupid reason, when he's on the field, he scores fantasy football points. I don't get it. I don't understand what Atlanta does with him or what he does to Atlanta, but he's showing no signs of stopping at this point. And yes, Algier is there, which is even better for you because he's the future of Atlanta. But when Patterson plays, it just the ball just kind of gravitates towards him. So you should be able to get at least a good one year rental out of him, or I should say half year rental. Uh, if you just need that one spot to fill or just that, like get through the bye weeks kind of guy, um, I don't think you'll have to pay an arm and a leg for Cordell Patterson. I think people have seen it. There people are like, they see that age next to him. They're like, ugh, 30. Uh, I can't do that. Why do we, why would I want him on my team? I, you're right. You're offering a younger piece. You're offering me a pick. I don't think you'd have to pay a very high price for Cordell Patterson. I think he's a perfect, put him on your team. Maybe he kind of boosts you to the playoffs.
3: Especially if he's on a team that's not competing, like that's a perfect person to go after if you're wanting to compete, because that person's probably willing to take some picks, you know, maybe not even necessarily a high first or anything, just something that they can use. It is a good target for sure.
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> my my guy is Devonta Smith on that one. Uh it's gonna be really tough because he's 23 years old, but he's on the most potent offense in the league right now. And I think you want a piece of that. And he really has not done a whole lot recently. We already talked about the recency bias. So I think if you get the right guy in conversation, you talk to him, you you figure out what he wants. You could easily acquire Devonta Smith on your roster. And he has a semi-difficult schedule the rest of the year, but so does AJ Brown and so does Dallas Goddard. So you're going to get those massive games from him. And that's the perfect type of piece that I would want on my team for a playoff run.
2: Yeah, he's had a couple of bad games right in a row too. So someone's going, Oh, they saw the AJ Brown game and then they saw the Dallas Goddard game. And they're like, ah, it's, I don't know. Devontae's the afterthought. It should have been Devontae next. And I completely agree. Trying to buy. People were really Smith. down on Devonta going into
1: the season because of the addition of AJ Brown. So there's this kind of cloudy, murky, you know, people don't really know about him and, we think, know about him. He's awesome.
2: Not to talk about the Eagles too much, but the thing about the Eagles, what they're doing is they're utilizing whatever matchup they see best in pre pre-game warm ups and for, you know, like pre pre-week uh, planning. So they're literally seeing this and they go, AJ Brown is going to have a great matchup. Dallas Goddard is going to have a great matchup. They kept pointing it out on that Thursday night game where he was running right in between the two linebacker and safety. And it's perfect. So Devontae Smith is going to have that game and you want him on your team when he does.
3: Well, and they're going to be fighting this entire season. Like they're, you know, you're never going to get to a point where it's towards the end and they're resting somebody. They're not going to get to a point where they're out of contention and not going to play them as much. Like they're going, they're going to be fighting for that one seed the entire rest of the season. So you're going to have him during the big playoff stretch where you can, you know, utilize him on your team. Um, my middle of the pack. He's going to be a little pricey, and I understand that, but it's Amari Cooper from the Browns. So he's already had his bye week. He is 29 years old. I think you could pitch that out there as a potential thing that you could, you know, get him for. And he's got Deshaun Watson coming back. That's kind of the biggest thing here down your playoff stretch. If you're a competing team and actually think you're going to make the playoffs, having a piece like Amari Cooper who could detonate nuclear once he gets Deshaun Watson in there, that is a piece that you want to trade for pretty aggressively right now while he's still in the set times where it's kind of unsure. He, he has been having some games, so I, I, I think that person may still be seeing it. But if you're talking to a team that might also be in a situation like you or potentially that person's out of contention, I think he might be able to talk to them into giving up that piece because he's not really a rebuilding piece, so I think he's a perfect pl- piece to make your team go from – kind of a playoff pretender to you know an actual contender for the championship
2: another person in that exact same breath is kareem hunt because when deshaun watson comes back those passing dump offs are going to be more uh frequent i mean right now it's pretty much the nick chubb game and then okay shit we got to throw so it's amari cooper so i think hunt will have a more prominent role i think i talked about that before the trade deadline so get yourself a piece of this Cleveland offense. And I think the good thing about Kareem Hunt is he won't be back next year and he's going to have a new home. So if you could get him now before the off season and before he goes to a new team and he seems to be the running back one for that team, you could get yourself a nice piece for the future. So it's kind of a win-win on if you're in the middle, you're like, "I this could help me this year or this could help me next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I like it, Bill. And I got to say that, we all need to take a second and thank Amari Cooper for the season he's having because no one is respecting Amari Cooper for the season he's having with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback. I mean, it's just... Thank him. So write him a note. Write him a letter. It's like They Santa got him Claus. for a
3: fifth-round pick, the Browns did. Thank wild. Thank you, Cowboys. That was a great trade. I know yeah. the all didn't want to
2: pay him, but... I also That's... love that he had that one one-point game. He needed that. <laughs> the- <laughs> he-, he-, he had... Keep him humble. Had to do it at Samari Cooper. And hopefully you guys were listening
1: to us this offseason because we were like, hey, get Amari Cooper. He's probably pretty cheap at this time.
3: And you know, it ended up paying off for him. So yep. okay. Well, that is enough of the middle ground. Let's talk to the lucky people out there that have built a dynasty championship run. These are the people that are undefeated. This means you've probably got a solid squad already, but there might be a few cosmetic changes that you can make here or there to potentially boost your overall potential, you know, not to give and, you know, fall out during your playoff run. So, Josh, give us a championship facelift.
2: All right. I know you guys are going to disagree with me. I, we, You guys were talking shit on him before the, before the show, but it's Chris Godwin. Uh, and the good thing about him is you're snagging him for cheap right now because Brady's having this off-year affair, uh, off-year, I, I said – Uh, And with Evans having a great year right now or at least better year than Godwin, I don't think it's going to be too hard to convince a Godwin manager to get him to get him away from him. I mean, especially if he's on a losing team or even a middle of the ground team, they're seeing this 10 point guy, which is just, oh, I can't believe he's getting 10 points. The guy is averaging more than 10 targets since he's come back from injury six weeks ago. And you know what he hasn't yet done yet? He hasn't got a touchdown and eventually he's going to get a touchdown and that's 18 points. So, Chris Godwin is an easy buy. He's only 26, so you're getting him for the long run. This is your not only championship run, but this is a good move for you in the future, uh, even when Tom Brady goes to San Francisco.
3: I agree completely yeah. with that, by the way. Chris Godwin. Yeah. I
2: thought you were going to disagree. It's, it's no, one of those things that... Joe doesn't like him. I like him. I love
1: Chris Godwin. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: It's not the sexy pick, and it's not... And I, don't th- I think that's why everyone will be able to pull this trade off. You're not having to give up an arm and a leg. I'd be willing to give a first for Chris Godwin or something near that, or a piece and a second, or I mean, Chris Godwin is a great wide receiver and he is, you know what the best part he's consistent. So yeah. you, you could have your, your Devante Smith, right? I, I mean, Devonte Smith for Godwin would be a pretty fair trade. I mean, you're getting, I wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying like, hypothetically, right. You get a guy who's going to get you 10 points or you get your boomer bust player. So,
1: Billy, I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out there a little bit. Why do you think I hate Chris Godwin?
3: Well, you were the one that had mentioned earlier that Chris Godwin was having a bad year. He's That's having cool. a bad year, but I don't think any of us expected
1: him to be back as quickly as he was. No. He's clearly playing through injury because he hurt his hamstring almost immediately and was playing through that. So I just think we're starting to see him get healthier as the season progresses. I love Chris Godwin as a player, and the volume that he's saying is an easy buy. I mean 12 targets a game pretty much every week. Count it. You take that with a healthy Chris Godwin, and eventually this offense is going to figure it out. They have to.
2: Also, they have a pretty decently easy schedule coming up to where he should have some pretty big games, So, especially this week. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So my guy is Keenan Allen, and it's sketchy, all right? He played 30% of the snaps week one, hurt his hamstring, played 30% of the snaps week eight, hurt his hamstring. Uh, We haven't really seen him at all this year. Uh, He's 30 years old, which is very sketchy, but the Chargers are right where you want to see them. They're five and three. They're behind the Chiefs. We know the Chiefs are going to keep rolling, so they are constantly going to be playing to try to get that spot in the playoffs. So their schedule coming up, San Francisco, Kansas City, Arizona, Las Vegas, Miami, Tennessee, Indy, the Rams, And if you play week 18, you get Denver. So the tail end of that's a little sketchy, but he's set up for a prime run as soon as he gets healthy. They said he's close to turning the corner here. So I would float an off route because this guy has been looking at Keenan Allen on his bench all year, and dude hasn't done anything at all. And you're like, hey, man, you got a 30-year-old wide receiver. I'll take him off your hands. Here's a pick. you float him a second or something. you would be surprised about what that might land you.
2: I actually completely agree. It's it's Keenan Allen's not going to miss this entire year with the hamstring injury. I mean, I hope he can get healthy enough to actually be on the field. And with Mike Williams out, it is a rush job, which is, I think, what happened last week, even though it didn't seem like a rush because it was about eight weeks. But um, he's going to be out there this week. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. You got to get him before he has a big game, which is any game that he plays a full game in. So. That's
3: true. That's true. I, he definitely is somebody that you should be targeting. Herbert will get healthier too. So that's a shoe in. Okay. Uh, my last uh, player that I've got, if you're making a championship run, is James Conner. Um, he's been hurt pretty much the entire season so far. Um, the only good thing is that whoever has James Conner is probably not anywhere close to competing this season. They've had him on their IR. Um, He's, they kind of, they counted on him to be the RB one on their team because of what he did last year. He has not been anywhere near that. I think we can all agree. Um, So this is a player. I think you could target fairly cheaply at this point. He's got three weeks until his buy. I think that will also scare people off because he's got a week 13 buy. And if you're already making a championship run, you can afford to not have him during that week because you've already probably you're close to clinching your spot in the playoffs or you might not. And the thing is, is just, he's the perfect person to put in your flex. Like, James Conner, at least the workload's going to be there once he gets back. There's not like any of the Arizona running backs have really carved out a substantial role. I mean, you know, Benjamin's been okay, but nothing nothing near what James Conner was doing last year. And when James Conner comes back, he's going to get the full workload. And here's the thing. The Cardinals have desperately needed a good run game because Kyler Murray is not having a good year. I mean, he's having a good points year, but like as far as the Arizona Cardinals are having, they're not having a great season. So I think once they get James Conner back, they're going to try to feature him a little bit more. That's what was working last year. So I'm hoping they kind of learn from that. And I think down the stretch, James Conner is a guy that you're going to want on your championship team because this might be the last year of him, but you might as well use him while he is usable.
2: All right. I, I want I don't disagree with you because for some reason, James Conner is involved in the passing game, which makes no sense because he can't seem to run past five yards each time. Uh, but I will say that, you know, Benjamin should have carved out a role because he ran for 12 for 92 against New Orleans, which is no slack because their defense is actually pretty good against the run. And the only time that James Conner even hit 90 yards last year is because he had 21 rushes. You know, Benjamin should be the I don't know the lead back, but he should at least be splitting carries with Conner. But that's just not the way it is for some reason. And Conner keeps getting five targets a game. And that just seems to be the thing. So you're unfortunately right. And this isn't a sexy, <laughs> this isn't a sexy trade. You're not it's excited not, about James Conner.
3: You're if this you already dirty nasty. Right.
2: If you already have Nick
3: Chubb and somebody else, like you drafted Kenneth Walker or something, like you're already flying. You might as well take and see if you can pick somebody like James Conner off of one of these really bad teams that's probably not doing anything this year. And I think it's just a good trade this late in the season just because of what his potential is. You know, you want that floor and his floor is pretty high when he's in the game.
2: What's it? What's worse than CC's pizza? Cause that's what James Conner is. <laughs> Ooh, I don't even Chuck E cheese. I don't dislike Chuck E cheese. I, let's say day old Chuck E cheese. It's just been sitting on the counter. Kids might've touched it. When's like, the last time you went to Chuck E
1: cheese pizza?
2: Uh, five years ago.
3: Oh, well that's, Recent-ish. I mean it's what about pre, you, Bill? Pre-pandemic. I mean, we're we're talking twelve plus thirteen plus years. I don't yeah. know. No, and that would be 17 is before that. Probably All right, was... so,
2: so we're in agreement Long time uh, ago. <laughs> James Connor is Chuck E. Cheese Pizza that you left and you went and played skee ball for an hour. You're not sure. It's a little shuffled around. Someone touched it. It's probably get a kid. On it. There's some sort of hot wheels on the on there, and it's it's it's, it's weird. But yeah.
3: he could help you win a championship, which is what. You know, you would be trading for, really, for.
1: I really want to argue with you on this one because, damn it, James I don't Conner.
3: like James Conner either. Like, I don't. No, like I, know, him I just, really just want to
1: argue with you about this one. His schedule is iffy. That that's don't the part it.
3: that's the problem. Is the schedule is really bad for him and yeah. this. Arizona team He's
1: getting used on there and is a cheap depth piece. If you can get him for the right price, like there's
2: no reason not to make that trade because he's going to touch the ball 18 times pretty much. He's just
3: not going to be your, you don't want him to be your RB one or two on your team. You want to have traded something like a, you know, like trail on Burks or something that you may not need in the future. That seems like a bad example, but somebody you may not use in the future. you a trade
1: for Burks right now? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I
3: I didn't. I meant like somebody that you may not need in the future. Traylon Burks would be somebody, but like somebody you might not need, like Elijah Moore or something that might. I don't even know if that's a good example, but somebody you might not need could turn into James Conner, and you could actually have a piece that could win you a championship. Just saying.
1: Yeah. Speaking of that, I did send you a trade for Burks. Oh, did you really? I will
2: look at it. Ooh, that's been a bad draft pick for anyone who played Dynasty in the rookie drafts.
3: Yeah. See, this is why I traded out because I just didn't want any part of it. But I should have stayed in because I could have gotten Chris Olave. Should have oh, kept well. that Olave. By the way, let's just, we'll just cap this entire conversation off with. Um, so the rookie class coming in, it's pretty good, especially if you have some of those high picks. Um, we have at least one feature running back. I think we have probably three or four. This is a pretty good class. So when you are trading for those first round picks, most of the first round picks this year, at least the, on paper, they're going to be good draft picks. I would say like the back end, the tens, the twelves, not really, uh, that's kind of still dart throws, but your first like eight picks or so are going to be usable assets, I believe. And so I think that if you did trade for your uh, first round pick, you do have quite a few options here. And we've seen what this past draft class has done. I mean, Kenneth Walker is amazing. Uh, Damian Pierce is, I mean, you probably got him in the third round of your pick. He's been amazing. Like these rookies have really been quite impactful right away. And we're seeing that these teams are using their rookies quicker and quicker and throwing them into the fire faster and faster. So, you know, these picks are actually going to end up being usable um, in the future. This is a good class. Yes. Super flex.
1: You got what? Sorry, Josh. Three, four.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're going to have CJ Stroud. You're going to have Bryce Young, who's shorter than Kyler Murray, which I cannot wait to hear that conversation. Um, Yeah, Anthony Richardson, we don't even know what he looks like. Like, It's going to be a a fun draft. And And not to mention those
1: wide receivers are. I'm really excited for that. Five first rounders in a super flex. Oh, my God.
3: Five first round running backs. There should be at least one first round running back, or five first round wide receivers. It's going to be a good draft, and it's a good fantasy draft, especially if you have been building up. You know, everybody tied to the 2023 class is something special, and I'm here to tell you that it's not a complete lie. Like, this is actually a pretty darn good class for offensive talent. Last year, we didn't kind of off-ish.
2: Yeah, as I was gonna say, out of the, like, top 20, only four really hit, and one of them's injured. So, I mean, it was pretty rough. I mean, Garrett, Garrett Wilson, I guess, would could be in that conversation. but it's He's pretty, a hit. He's he, a hit. He, He's a hit in the future. I just, I'm saying for this year, like an immediate impact, you're drafting him one, two, like somewhere, or probably two, because Brees Hall should have went first, maybe even third. Um, But Drake London, it's not his fault. Traylon Burke's been injured. Jameson Williams still hasn't seen the field. And then Chris Olave and Walker obviously hits. But then you got Sky Moore, Christian Watson, Pickens hit for a little bit. Dotson hit for a little bit.
3: And see, here's the thing The, the thing is, is this year, this draft will not be like that because, like, Sky Moore. It was like a third round wide receiver, Christian Watson, a late second, I believe, when Green Bay took him. You're going to have five first round wide receivers this year, like taking taken in the first. Uh, Jahan Dotson was another one that should have been yeah, should have been more, a hit,
2: but he was, he, you know, has a quite he there. He is a hit. It's just he's been injured. You can't really right. count hindrances on injury. You can count Jameson Williams as not a hit because he was supposed to play by now.
3: Right, and that's a problem.
2: But this draft theoretically should be better
3: so it's just you know if you if you've stocked up those 2023 picks don't be so quick to trade them away attached to another thing for a piece this could be a good draft and you may hit if they're very if they're at least in the top like seven or eight
2: remember when i I thought isaiah spiller was going to be something
3: I that Isaiah Spiller, I know that, that you know we're just gonna kick this can down the road again in this podcast, but Isaiah Spiller is one of the most confusing cases I've ever seen. He was consensus at one point the RB2 in this class over Kenneth Walker, and for him to not like not even be playing really is just mind boggling to me. I mean, I know that Austin Eckler is the incumbent and he's not going to be taken away, but that is a shocker. The A, they took him, and B, he's not even playing well he didn't play till
2: last week
3: well i know but like he was a healthy scratch for a couple weeks too he was to the chargers to screw up a running back
2: sony michelle man why
3: even take like i don't know why why draft him i don't like that's just something i don't know was a wasted
2: draft pick for them at this point other than for the future which is great
3: we can get to the other part of of a wasted draft pick this year which was trey mcbride for arizona they took him first uh tight end taken should be super usable. You've seen what Isaiah Likely can do. You've seen what Dolchish can do. Uh, some of these other guys have been at least flashing a little bit, uh, dude in uh, Indianapolis. But Trey McBride, I haven't even heard that name really since the preseason. Like, I just – it's confusing to me. Like, the, I don't know why, why take him then, you know? It's like, why even draft him at all? I don't understand.
2: I mean, he's the replacement to Ertz eventually
3: but you'd think he would get on the field a little bit and maybe make a couple of splash plays that's like oh shit that's the future right there like likely even when andrews was out there like likely at least was like you know oh shit there's likely like he might be something someday beckers is a Jerry fuck right now so jesus tight end three right now. joe off the top rope okay um Well, let's just end it there. All right. Hopefully your dynasty teams are doing well. Hopefully you've taken some of these trades and you can make a couple of them because I'm sure your trade deadlines are coming up. If you don't have a trade deadline, your league is not, we're not going to get into that because trade deadlines. Ain't got no integrity. In dynasty. (laughs) Ain't got no integrity. In dynasty leagues, but some put, some teams don't do that, but hopefully you can find a couple pieces in here that you can get. And hopefully for a little bit cheaper than even we suggested. So Follow Josh at Josh Hall STL. Follow Joe at OP Joe. That's two E's. And follow me at Ombre Vendor. And follow the entire podcast at Offensive Points. Um, wish it was more active. We're definitely not going to pay $8 a month to get verified. But there's still some good content on there. And we'll have any relevant show notes um, will be on there. Plus, if we decide to do giveaways and stuff, that's where all that information will be. So, Joe, get us out of here.
1: Possums. Checkmarks are not checkmates. We be winning in this bitch. Good night.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.